the title slide. Um, at long last, wrapping up a five-part series that began four or five or six years ago or something um, <clears throat> with a moderate four-year gap in between, uh, but finally wrapping up this series that I had done long ago uh, about Satan and his schemes uh, called We Have an Enemy. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so I had, as I mentioned uh, earlier this morning, um, when we were attending services in Brunswick uh, for a couple years there, um, that's when I had first come up with this and uh, borrowed heavily from a workbook um, that uh, I had found online. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And um, so, so that's that's where this comes from. Um, and uh, so, I like I said, I, I just you know. Since um, I'm filling in, I'm not the usual preacher here. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, I just decided to do these two lessons, one this morning, earlier this morning, and one now, um, uh, as uh, something that I had already prepared. Um, so I say all that, and rambling on, um, to say that uh, I was kind of surprised when I when I looked and saw that uh, one of the parts was about uh, local congregations, um, and uh, that seemed to fit pretty well uh, since our numbers have been going down lately, uh, mostly due to people moving away. and And I don't have any problem with with that. This isn't a sermon to chide anybody for moving away. I don't have any any you know not someone who's gonna you know say you. You need to stay. We want you to stay. We really need the people, but um, you need to do what what is probably best for you and your family. And so, um, but I thought this uh, this this ended up ringing uh, surprisingly true, and I, I thought this would be very helpful uh, this morning um, just to talk about um, the need to stand fast in a local congregation. Um, <clears throat> and so um, that is what the what the topic is. It originally was my part four, uh, and the families thing was part five, and I flip-flopped them for this morning, because uh, I thought this would be uh, of the greatest need for um, the most people today, so um, we're going over that. Uh, we're talking about that now. <coughs> Excuse me. So my theme scripture throughout all of this is First Peter 5, and verse 8, um, and it reads, Be of sober spirit, be on the alert, your adversary, or you might say enemy, uh, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Um, s simple verse, but a reminder that we have an enemy. We really do. Um, it's not just people and sin and movies and things that is out there, although that's very much part of it all. But we have an actual single enemy, a mastermind behind all of this, and, um, <clears throat> and that is Satan. Um, and we need to uh, be on the alert and watchful uh, for these things. And so that's that's the purpose of these lessons is uh, just to remind and, and, and make us aware uh, of these things. Um, it's nothing that we don't necessarily know already, but just a reminder that's something that I need uh, when we get, you know, lost in uh, in the trees. You can't always see the forest, you know, that, that there's not just, just sin and evil, but there is uh, an enemy out there. Uh, as well, uh, the kingpin or something. Um, <coughs> me. 
So as a review, um, we talked about this this morning uh, already, but uh, Revelation 12, 9, um, if you've ever wondered uh, if these are all the same person, Satan and the devil and the serpent, Revelation 12 and verse 9, ties it up in a neat little bow uh, and, and tells us that it is all, all the same. Uh, I wasn't going to turn there now. We've already looked at that uh, earlier today, but um, <clears throat> and that's a good place to turn if, uh, if you needed to know that, because uh, like Genesis, the book of Genesis, when it talks about the serpent in the Garden of Eden, it never says, and this is the devil. Um, so, um, but it seems, you know, it's what we all assumed anyway. So, um, the other, another thing to keep in mind is that Satan has already been defeated. So, all of this that we're talking about um, is reminders as we fight the battles, but the war has already been won. Um, Satan has already been defeated. Uh, God is 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 victorious, um, but we're still fighting the battles uh, in in this present time, uh, and we need to be equipped for those things. Um, <clears throat> And again, uh, just as a review, um, we talked about the character of, of, of Satan, that he is the ruler or the god of this world in 1 John 5.19, that he's the father of lies, uh, John 8.44, and he's the tempter in 1 Thessalonians 3 and 5. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and, um, uh, and he caused us to sin uh, was this morning. I forgot to put that on there. Um, <clears throat> and then his strategies, so all these lessons, um, I'm making an analogy to uh, warfare, to battle. Um, so that's kind of the, the idea here, um, <clears throat> and, and we'll, we'll talk about that, is that um, it is, that's, that's the introduction uh, in a few couple minutes here, is uh, that it's a spiritual battle in heavenly places. Um, so I'm, I'm leaning heavily on that analogy and illustrations uh, throughout this, uh, is that he's our enemy, we're at war, he has strategies uh, to try to defeat us, um, and so we need to know how to defend ourselves and maybe even go on the offense a little bit um, and, um, <clears throat> and, and attack back, in a sense. Uh, but most most of all to to uh, to stand firm um, and and defend <coughs> so um, yeah so we talked about uh, again many years ago talked about um, that Satan wants us to not resist when he attacks uh, which in a spiritual sense is to not be offended by sin to just kind of let it blow over um, and that's a, that's a good way to to lose a battle um, is to just not fight. Um, uh, another way, uh, that he wants us to lose, uh, is to never join the opposing army, uh, to never become a Christian in the first place. He fights, he fights against that. Um, he also, if, if you do join that opposing army, which is to become a Christian, uh, he wants you to desert the army, uh, and fall away from the faith. Um, and then, like I said, this morning we talked about Satan tries to destroy families also, um, get at the, get at the very root. Um, so, you know, like... The movies where you get in a time machine and you, you know, kill the, the, the grandparent before the kid's ever born, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're cutting it off at the root before, before these children are even born to continue on the, the church. You're, you're, you're attacking the families right at, right at the, the, the source. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. So on to new material. Um, the spiritual battle. So Ephesians chapter six, 
and I've got a turn there, probably ahead of me. Um, Ephesians 6. Um, <clears throat> uh, in verse 12, it says, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, uh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, that's where a battle is. Um, it's not an earthly battle. Uh, kind of appropriate that Bryant on Wednesday had a class about um, premillennialism, which is a long topic, and I'm not going to get into that, but the idea that, you know, we need to be worried about uh, this earthly kingdom that might come one day, and that's that's not the, the case. It's, our struggle is against the spiritual powers and the and forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's our battle. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so who is, who is there in the heavenly places? Uh, I'm just going to read these. I'm not going to turn there. Uh, Christ is there, Ephesians 1.20, it says, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Um, <clears throat> uh, saints are there um, in, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in the heavenly places. Uh, Ephesians 2 and verse 6, uh, just jumping in the middle of a thought, and raised us, raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3.20, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, Okay, that's interesting. I have a note here that isn't on the slide. Um, but there's um, uh, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1 uh, also gets into that idea. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I'll just go ahead and skip that. Um, and then 2 Corinthians 10... Um, we don't use earth, uh, earthly weapons either. Second uh, Corinthians ten verses three through six. Second <clears throat> um, Corinthians ten three through six. Uh, for though we walk in the flesh, uh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments. And every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when, you, when your obedience is complete. Um, <clears throat> I've always loved that, that phrase um, in uh, verse uh, 5. Um, taking every thought captive um, to obey Christ. Uh, our New American Standard, we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Um, so not only... Um, not only just just defensively, but also turning it around on the offense uh, as well, and and turning what's what's bad into what is good. Um, so I thought that was kind of a neat uh, statement there. Uh, all right. <coughs> okay, so my analogy strategy uh, that that Satan uses as uh, divide and conquer. Um, <coughs> Uh, certainly a military type of strategy uh, that you leave the enemy uh, intact. You don't necessarily kill them, uh, but you render them ineffective by, by splitting them apart from each other. Um, <clears throat> and um, Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a lot of what I've talked about before is, is how, to, uh, how to harm the enemy and eliminate them in one way or the other, but this is um, this is about sowing discord, 
uh, weakening our resolve, um, just making us, you know, just, you know, wanting to give up, um, <clears throat> and thinking there's no hope. Um, <clears throat> uh, when, and, uh, when, when you have a group of people that, uh, firmly believes in something, uh, they're much harder to defeat. I've, I've always loved this, this quote. I, I think I stole it from a TV show, but it's a, it is an actual quote. Um, <clears throat> never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Um, and that's uh, attributed to Margaret, Margaret Mead. Um, and so all of that, of course, to say is that, that the local church is, is our band of brothers, if you will. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I want us to be bigger. I, 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 I think it's very right to, to want churches to, to grow um, and, and to have, uh, you know, large numbers. Um, <clears throat> uh, and you certainly see that, that there are large groups uh, in, in the New Testament as well as small groups. Um, but even if we are small, um, we still need to stick together um, and, and fight with one another uh, in the spiritual battle. Um, so that's, that's what this lesson is about uh, today. Uh, so how does Satan try to divide the church? Um, well, he's got double agents uh, undercover. Uh, so we've got a few references here. We'll start with... Um, <clears throat> we'll do Matthew 13. Uh, let me get two hands on this. Matthew 13, 24 to 30. And this is the uh, uh, the wheat and the tares. Um, <clears throat> I guess I need to read the explanation also. But <clears throat> uh, Matthew thirteen twenty four to thirty, he put another parable before them, saying, "The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also, and the servants of the master of the house." came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go up and, and, and gather them? Go and gather them. But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds, you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in, in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. <clears throat> of course, Jesus didn't tell this to just teach you about farming. Um, in verse 36 of Matthew 13, he explains it. Um, <clears throat> well, they, the disciples asked him to in verse 36, and then verse 37, he answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. Um, so, in all that, um, you know, you've got these enemies among uh, the good, the weeds among the good wheat. Um, and so, uh, we have... <clears throat> people in the church uh, that um, um, that are agents of the devil uh, that w whether they they mean to be or not whether they know that they are uh, they they can they can do much harm uh, to the church um, and it's not always to tell who they are easy to tell who they are um, <clears throat> Matthew 7 verse 15. 
beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are, are ravenous wolves. And then the scripture reading we had um, <clears throat> in the same way um, talks about the uh, the wolves that come among the flock. Um, and he says in, in, in that what we read in Acts chapter 20, uh, he says, from among your own selves men will arise. And that's, that's pretty remarkable because if you... I didn't really even think about this in context until probably a couple years ago. Someone pointed this out to me that the people that Paul is speaking to in Acts 20 is is elders. Uh, and he says, among your own selves, men will arise. Well, he's not talking to a church. He doesn't mean, you know, he means among the elders, it sounds like, um, that, that they'll have people that uh, says speak perverse things and draw away the disciples after them. <coughs> and again, he ends with be on the alert. Uh, so that's something we have to watch for. Um, another uh, strategy um, of how Satan tries to divide the church uh, is, is is propaganda. So that's that's something you have in a wartime. Um, is uh, is that uh, maybe the the home country um, is you know is is trying to uh, spread propaganda or the. Uh, the enemy is is uh, if you know uh, is telling you lies about you know your own government and and that you need to turn on them, um, <clears throat> and um, this happens um, in the church as well. Um, read. I'll just go to the Jude reference. Jude. There's only one chapter, uh, in verse three. Uh, Uh, verses 3 and 4 of Jude. It says, Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write, appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered the saints. Uh, verse 4, For certain people have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Um, so these people can, um, um, can sneak in. Um, and then spread lies. Um, <clears throat> and that's that, like I say, propaganda. Um, Galatians 5, uh, another another thing that Satan does is um, <clears throat> uh, encourage infighting. Uh, so if you've got that, that, that lack of harmony and unity um, in a, you know, in an army or, a, or an army unit, um, a fighting unit, then uh, they're too busy fighting each other that they're they're not fighting the enemy. Uh, in the same way, if we're fighting each other, are we really fighting against Satan, who is who is our enemy? Uh, Galatians five fourteen and fifteen. Uh, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Uh, <clears throat> and then. Um, Last analogy I have is um, mutiny. Uh, so you've got men kind of like infighting, but even to the, the most extreme degree is, is you've got people who should not be in command, but they take command. Um, and and um, when, you know, they're, they have no right to. Um, and we talked about that uh, a few weeks ago um, when we studied third John um, <clears throat> which is the reference I have there in verses 9 and 10, this man named Diotrephes. Um, just go ahead and read that. It's, it's not that many. It's not that long. Um, 
I'll do a worse job trying to explain it than I would just reading it. Uh, so, Third John, another book that only has one chapter. Um, so verses 9 and 10. Um, uh, it says, I've written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority, uh, which sounds like an apostle is writing this, uh, and I do believe it's the apostle John. Uh, so if I come, I will bring up what he is doing, talking wicked nonsense against us, and not content with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers and also stops those who want to and puts them out of the church. Uh, so here's someone who um, says likes to put himself first, so he's taking charge even though he's he's not submitting to the authority of of the apostles in that day and age and um really not doing things that are christ-like um <clears throat> and you can have that in a war as well as uh as mutiny um <coughs> excuse me all right um sorry i need to advance the slide um so to that degree, um, we need to be individually strong uh, in case we do get split up. Um, so, um, you know, lions do this, um, like that scripture we started off with. Um, lions will try to attack the animal that gets separated from the pack, right? A lion probably isn't is is less likely to attack an entire group of zebras or whatever it is, um, you know. But just that one. That one weak one is trailing off the end. Um, so, um, <clears throat> and this happens in in warfare. Um, is that prisoners of war? Uh, if you get if if there's several that are taken captive, um, <clears throat> they're often separated from each other in in that captivity uh, of the enemy, um, so that their their fellow soldiers um, will will betray each other um, and and their country. Um, that's that's a that's a that's a war type strategy um that that can happen um <clears throat> and of course the point is that I, I think satan would try to do that to us as well um <clears throat> so when i was um i was in the, the the army myself and um we learned about uh the code of conduct um and the full name of it is the code of conduct for members of the armed forces of the united states so it sounds like you know something boring like you know make sure you salute an officer or something like that that's not what this is that's not what the code of conduct is it's about when you get when you get captured uh if you get captured and and what you should do uh in in that situation um and the whole idea is um you need to prepare your mind now uh for what you would do if you get cornered um you you it's it's too late when you're when you're taken captive, taken prisoner, and you're scared to figure out what to do. I mean, you, you, maybe you might think straight, but the idea is, is to prepare you to, to think rationally um, and for the best interest of everyone, start preparing your mind now for when that situation comes. Um, so I, I've got some quotes here uh, that should be in your handout also. Uh, oh, I have it. Okay, I've got it here as well. Um, <clears throat> so Article 2 of this military code of conduct it says if if in command so if i'm if i'm in some sort of leadership position i will never surrender not myself but i will never surrender the members of my command while they still have the means to resist uh so that's like an oath that you 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 take you say i will not surrender my own people i 
will make sure to protect them. Uh, Article 3, if I am captured, I will continue to resist by all means available. I will make every effort to escape and aid others to escape. I will accept neither parole nor special favors for, from the enemy. Um, <clears throat> which would be tempting, right? Is is to, um, <clears throat> you know, make some small trades or something like that, you know, in the effort of the greater good or something that you might try to rationalize it. And, and this, this kind of oath that you take, you know, um, it says, no, don't, don't do anything for the enemy. Don't give them an inch. Um, <clears throat> and then Article 4 of this military code, <coughs> excuse me, if I become a prisoner of war, I will keep faith. I think it's an interesting word to use. I will keep faith with my fellow prisoners. I will give no information or take part in any action which might be harmful to my comrades. If I am senior, I will take command. Uh, that one, <laughs> that one gets me choked up a little bit. I, I, I really, Really like that. Um, so that's different than Article Two. If I'm in command, right? This is if I if I'm senior, meaning I'm not I'm not actually in charge of this group of people. They might be from different, you know, um, uh, battalions or something. I might have ne never met them. But if if I have a senior rank among all these people, um, I will take command. I will step up to the plate um, and you know be the leader uh, in that situation. I won't just throw my hands up. Um, and so I think. Um, <clears throat> you can make a lot of analogy there in the church. Um, you know, you, you might say, well, well, I'm not, I'm not the preacher, you know, uh, or I'm not an elder. Um, and so, you know, I just, I just go to that church. Uh, well, you know, if in the situation, you know, you're the, the most mature person or you're just the one that, that decides to step up, um, you know, then, then you might need to be the one in a certain situation um, to resist someone that's, that's trying to attack your, your, your local congregation. Um, you know, and, and be prepared mentally to be the one that does that, to, to, to man up, you know, and, uh, and say, no, we are not going to stand for this. Um, <clears throat> and, um, I don't have it here. I don't know why, but I, I think of often of the scripture, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Um, and that's, you know, that's the message here is, is, is to stand up. Um, <clears throat> no matter what. Um, <clears throat> and um, also just a reminder that um, um, the idea of, of staying strong individually is that even if we are split up, that isn't necessarily the end. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't the end for, for the church. So in Acts chapter 8, um, Saul, who ended up being a, a great man, um, didn't start out uh, that way. Uh, he was he was um, attacking the church. Um, so Acts, I've got a no. This is it. Sorry. Uh, Acts eight one through four. <clears throat> uh, and Saul approved of his execution. This was when Stephen was killed, uh, and there arose on that day a great per persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were scattered throughout all the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him, uh, but Saul was ravaging the church uh, and entering house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison, and that was the end of the church, and it was very sad after that. Nope, that's not that's not the conclusion. Verse 4, now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Um, and, and and we read that the, the church grows. Um, <clears throat> uh, Acts 11 um, going on in this 
in the story of the church. <clears throat> now, those that were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen, so what we just read about, uh, those that were scattered, it says, they traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word uh, to no one except Jews. Uh, but there were some of the men of Cyprus and Cyrene who, on coming to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believe, who believed turned to the Lord. Um, so this this scattering actually worked out very well for the church um, <clears throat> and caused the church to grow. Um, and uh, and then the book of James, it begins, I won't turn there, but uh, he starts it out, you know, to the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad. And it means that a bit figuratively, of course, but, um, <clears throat> you know, he says, consider it all joy, uh, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. So, um you know, it's it's not the end. Uh, if if we do get split up, um, that God worked uh, much good uh, in the church uh, when they were when they were split up. But um, <clears throat> I think we do try to stick together. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, all right, and finally, um, uh, we can. We can go on the offense um, and, and make sure to stick together. Um, <clears throat> uh, so 1 Corinthians 12. Um, <clears throat> we want to uh, have strong bonds with each other. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink of water. First uh, Corinthians twelve twenty six and twenty seven says, "If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together." Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. Um, <clears throat> um, just you know, very straightforward that um, that we all suffer together and, and rejoice together. That we you know are 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 in unity. Uh, Ephesians four. Um, it's definitely the unity chapter. Um, and uh, <clears throat> there's a lot about that at the beginning of chapter 4, but I was going to skip to verse 15 and 16. Uh, and it says, Ephesians 4, 15 and 16, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, we, we work together, we, we hold each other together, uh, and help each other grow. Um, <clears throat> uh, another part of, of having, uh, cohesion in a unit, if you want to use some, some military language there, uh, is to obey your leaders. Uh, Hebrews 13, um, talks about how important that is, um, so it's certainly good to um, have that unity with one another and, and feel a, a kinship, um, <coughs> excuse me, and camaraderie, and and that is you know what we what we read. But um, do you have leaders in the church, especially those that that that, that have elders, um, and and that's that's very important um, to to a group uh, is is to. To, to be submissive to those. So verse 17, Hebrews 13, 17, obey your leaders and submit to them 
for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who um, yeah, who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy, not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, being on guard for error. I don't have a scripture there. I, I'm not sure why <laughs> you could read um, First and Second Timothy and First John and Second John and talks a lot about that. Um, it's kind of been a part of a lot of the scriptures we've read already. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, and then, and then, you know, meeting together and, um, and, and things like this and reminding of each other of, of, uh, of why we're fighting, uh, Hebrews 10, if you want to go back a few pages, uh, to 23 and 24, uh, it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful, and let us consider how to stir up one another uh, to love and good works. Um, so we're again not just not just being defensive, but also being um, uh, being mindful of, of how to how to have that that unit cohesion um, that uh, that military people talk about being important. Um, the uh, the the modern uh, business uh, lingo for this would be uh, like uh, the culture. Corporation or whatever, but um, which is true. I I I I I see the value in that. I don't know. It just sounds so modern to me. Anyway, um, but um, but I like the idea of, of having cohesion in a unit. I mean, it's 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 really something when you know you're you're fighting with your own you know fellow people in a military unit. Um, I mean, how could you get anything done? And you know um, when when literal lives are at stake. Um, <clears throat> so, and then, uh, my last, my last thought and final thought is, is, you know, um, also be encouraged by other congregations and other brethren. Um, that's, that's something that, um, as, as Marie and I have gone through trials in the past, um, that we, we found that so very important. And I, and I encourage you to this is, um, you know, like I say, I, I, I want you to, to be here, um, and, and to attend and, and to encourage us in this group, but do travel also. Um, it may be, you know, a Saturday gospel meeting that's being held in one of the congregations, one of the sound congregations, uh, in the greater area. And, and I mean, it's not like five minutes down the road. I know it's like an hour or two to get to Jessup or Hoboken or, uh, places like that or, uh, Jacksonville, um, <coughs> Really, have not been to a gospel meeting in Jacksonville. We need to actually kind of keep up with them a little more because I don't know, uh, not aware of their schedule as much. We visited there a few times, but anyway, um, so it could be you know it could be a Saturday or something, uh, and you'd have to make a whole day of it. Um, <clears throat> or we've even you know uh, gone on a Sunday to some of these congregations as well. Um, not not just you know when we're already going out of town or something, but actually make a point to visit some of these other congregations and. And meet with other brethren that are that are in the area, um, and encourage one another. It's 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 so necessary, you know, for your spiritual well-being. I think to, um, to 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 talk to others, talk to others that are in other congregations that are struggling also, um, and and know that you know, um, <clears throat> that you know that you understand each other and what 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 you're going through, um, and 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 to see that you know. To hear about what they've been dealing with, maybe that where Satan's been attacking their congregation, and to know that hey, that might happen to us one day, uh, and to be on on guard for that. Um, 
I should have a, a scripture for this, but there's a proverb that talks about the wisdom of having many counselors. Um, <clears throat> you know, the more, the more connections you have and the more that you're aware of what's going on and, and the dangers that are out there, uh, the, the more you're helping this congregation um, to stand against the devil. Um, so <clears throat> I just encourage you in those things um, to, to not just stand strong, but proactively um, be on the lookout for those things and, uh, and encourage one another. And I know I need to do a lot more of that as well. <coughs> um, oh, no, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, I was trying to just go to the blank slide. Um, but if there are um, any here that uh, need to obey the goal, need to obey the call of the gospel, um, as I've said, there there is an enemy um, out there. Uh, he's trying to stop you from from becoming a Christian. Um, and if you are a Christian and Satan's attacking you, um, and you need the prayers of the saints. Um, in that as well, um, for, for any of those reasons, uh, if you wish to come forward, uh, and we'll sing the song of invitation now.